Hey, Amber, what's going on? Not much. I don't do things anymore. That's a lie. I do everything. Right, except for everything, you do nothing. Yeah, I, I do everything in the entire world, uh, but also absolutely nothing, it feels like, at the same time. I think that's just uh, indicative of the state of the world right now. Everything seems a lot, but all at the same time, nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Ugh. Nope, let's talk about what I've been actually not doing, doing, which has been watching a ton of Red Letter Media. Okay. Are you familiar with this? No, I have no idea channel? what that is. I've never heard of it okay. before in my life. So basically, they just do um, movie reviews. They have several different shows, like Review, Half in the Bag. Most notably, they're famous for is the Mr. Plinkett reviews of Star Wars. It's like a character uh, they play on a set that they review movies. Okay. I enjoy them. But my favorite thing that they do um, is actually called Best of the Worst. Okay. And what they do is they pick three bad movies and they watch them. Usually there's a theme like sharks or ninjas or genres or robots or post-apocalyptic. And then they watch three really bad movies and then they talk about them, and then they vote on what was the best of the worst. My hmm. favorite segments, though, are when they get... People send them tons of videos, like just blank tapes, no boxes, not even movies. Sometimes they're instructional videos or just, like, videos people put out in, like, the 80s. And um, they have segments called Wheel of the Worst, where they put them on a wheel, spin it, and then they take whatever. And... I also was thinking about you because I think about like places and we've talked about before where you work in a library mm -hmm. and just like all the kinds of videos that exist where it's like, you know, now we have YouTube and people could just upload whatever they want. But back in like the eighties and nineties where they had, they had just people just make videos. Like they go to the public library, right. they go record something in the media room, they self distribute <laughs> You know, and those tapes exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do right. Do you still right. have? Do you still have ridiculous amounts of VHS or DVDs at the library? Uh, we still have a bunch of DVDs, and they get used like constantly. But no, VHS is gone. They really the the tape just degrades over time, and they weren't very good when we got rid of them. So, yeah. Sure, but like. Your DVDs, do they range from, you know, like your average movie stuff, but also, like, do you get random ass shit, too? Not too much. I mean, because my library is really small, we kind of concentrate on the movies that get a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Okay, gotcha. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So larger libraries have a lot of smaller weird stuff, but... For the most part, we just don't have room, and so if we just get the big blockbuster movies, that that's plenty for us. Gotcha. But I know exactly what like, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because like I, I'm just remembering back when I was like a kid. Uh, I was born in the '80s, so the '90s was most of the time where I was like experiencing all these videos, and it's like you get a video, and somebody just like had made a movie about 
I don't know, whatever. Like what, like what you do with YouTube now, right? Right. And so they were doing one. I think it was on Wheel of the Worst. I'm gonna send this to you in the chat because you're gonna have to click click this link. Hmm. So some of the stuff that they video wise would get with like instructional videos or people who are just like super passionate about a subject and they were watching a movie about mushroom hunting and okay. this uh website was shown on this video mm. and it was all about morels this is huge morel matter right right, stuff. right it's a thing yeah huh but i just wanted to share this website with you morelmadness.com because I am so happy that this website still exists. It's very reminiscent of old websites back in the Wild West. You know what I mean? Like Angel right. Fire and AOL sites and stuff like that. Yeah, this is this is pretty awful actually. What is what what's awful about it? The the moving graphics are terrible. Um this is uh we're looking at morelmadness.com, right? Yeah, all of the moving graphics are pretty, pretty outrageous. And the fact that it's such a weird, small topic is, is weird, too. You know what I mean? If it was about, like, President Teddy Roosevelt, it'd be like, well, okay. Morels are such a this weird thing anyway. Okay, so, like, for me, like, it scrolls forever. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm still scrolling, and I finally, like, all the that entire time that you were talking... I was scrolling to try to see if I could find the bottom of this web page, and I finally hit it just now. It's just pictures and pictures of people with mushrooms. Right, or graphics, or, like, random pictures. Like, there's probably 45 pictures on this website of just random morels lined up in a, in a row. And they're... Do like, there's a picture I'm looking at right now. It's just a man holding morels next to a bunch of asparagus, and the picture right after is two corgis. Uh -huh. and, then, and then there's a bunch of eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, there's just like, it's using Comic Sans as the font. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in different colors, the background. Oh my God. I just realized what the background is. Uh -huh, it's like uh -huh. a relief, yeah. relief of mushrooms. Yeah. There's a man holding a cane that has a mushroom on the tip of the cane. This is just oh. not a good picture. No, because they're just kind of phallic anyway. Yeah. And, and that's that's troubling. Some frogs, some other mushrooms. Here's a guy holding one mushroom, but his his shirt is one of those kind of graphic tees that has like lightning and a bald eagle and and Jesus. Look. Yeah. So, so for me looking at this, one I think morel mushroom hunting is the triggers some part of my brain that's also why i love looking for seashells mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like a hunt and it's like i spotted this and the discovery of something is amazing now people yeah. who aren't familiar with morels they are a quote quote delicacy uh mm -hmm. they sell for a lot you can't really cultivate them um no. it's more like a you have to actually forage for these mushrooms so I love that this exists. So, yeah, I, I get why there's a thing about them. And they're good. They're yummy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I love them. But, yeah, but do I love them enough to make wear a pendant depicting them? 
Because if you notice at the top of the website, they have links to coasters, fan lamps, night lights, pendants, windows, lamps. They have fan lamps and lamps, mm-hmm. links and love. Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh, I just now noticed at the beginning, our friend Larry Tree Lonick, the Mushroom Man, passed away April 15th, 2003, after doing what he loved best, stalking morels. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, that's you can, sad. You can click there for the tribute. But it's also like 2003, man. Like, that's been a while. Yeah, 17 years, and this website's still up. Yeah, I mean, at it's this ridiculous. point, like more than 17, because, you know, that would have been spring of 2003. Oh, yeah. So, hell, by the time this gets posted, maybe it's, you know, a full 18 years. 18 years, yeah. Which is exactly when this website was made. Yes. But my thing is, I love when people are super passionate about a thing. So, like, I'm not making, like, I'm kind of making fun of, but also because I also, I love it. Like, it's just, like, a funny thing to me. But also, I love when people get really passionate about the this, like, thing that, I don't know. It's just funny to me. I think it's great. I love it. And it's, like, exactly what a, like... 17 year olds 15 year old me would have done if i had access to be able to make websites i would do it for harvest moon i would make a ridiculous harvest moon website that looked probably a lot like this just pictures and comments and me pictures of me and pictures of things of things i've drawn just because i loved that thing so much but man look at those lamps yeah yeah the lamps i don't know it's not really my style but and I mean, Still let's though. be honest, there's no fucking way you can buy those lamps. I'm trying right now. There's no way to get these. There's night lights. Yeah, I saw the night lights. Those are interesting. They're weird looking. Again, someone would be like, "What? Why do you have? Why do you have a nightlight with all those dicks on it?" Be like, "No, it's a mushroom." <laughs> no, that's not a penis. I promise, it's a mushroom. That looks like a penis. <laughs> it's because I love them. No, not not the penis. The mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh Do God. you have anything in your heart, in your mind, that you would ever make a website dedicated to? Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Really? Yeah, positive. 100%. No chance. Nothing. Nothing. Not even a thing. No. Is there anything that's even close to, like, a subject matter or something that you would ever want to put up? Or or just, like, it's, like, like you're not going to – you love it so much, but you're not you're not Michigan Morel madness level, you know? You're not mm-hmm. Larry mm-hmm. Tree Lonick level, like, uh, just right before that. Is there something in, I your, mean, in your hobby life? It's tough because there's – there's things I care about, but it becomes mm-hmm. this this thing for me that the more I care about a thing, the less I need to proclaim it and trumpet it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm trying to think of something here. I've got my old car, for example. I've had it forever. Yes. It's nice. I love it. I, I take pride in it. It's great. But I'm not going to make a website. I'm not going to, like, try to show that to the world because it's not about the world. It's about me. Right. And and the reason I think it's great is because I like it. 
you know, and I realize that there's more value in it to me than it than there is the world. And so cool. That's the the deal I've made with it is it's for me, not necessarily for the world. And I kind of feel like that about thing, anything that I really feel very passionate about. Why do you think? Because like I have some similar esque feelings about certain things in my life where I like I exist more online than you ever will, Correct. and. For me, I do a lot of stuff that is just for me, but I do put it out there. The one thing that I struggle with is when people get involved in like fandoms or have like a shared interest, I I don't know how to participate, nor do I feel strongly enough about any sort of media or thing to really like get involved in a community. And I've always thought if there was something like kind of wrong with me, because like, for instance, and this is uh, me sharing something to you, Dave, you know, we're several, how many years apart in age are we? 18, 15? 62. Okay. 62. So you being 62 years older than me, there's some things obviously we've talked about before this podcast where it's like my perspective of stuff is a little bit different and my experiences obviously are different when you're a kid and you're starting to first get on the internet and you like anime and cartoons and drawing, you usually like find those social circles to like participate in and like talk about your like and show off your little drawings of Naruto or whatever anime you're into at the time. I could never get into that. I could never get caught up in what is quote unquote the fandom. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? A little bit. Like people who like get on forums to talk about Game of Thrones or who end right. up making videos about Game of Thrones or or whatever. I appreciate those people because I will watch that stuff and I will read through that stuff. But I myself have never felt the inherent drive to participate in a larger uh, fan base. And, you know, if anybody's listening to us who cross pollinates across Geekspective podcasts knows that we are into RPGs and stuff and like the big ones critical role. Right. I don't I don't know how to approach those things or talk to people about those things, even if I do even like the Adventure Zone, another podcast I've listened to where I was a super fan of. I have no idea how to participate or talk to people about it. Do you think that comes from the same kind of vein of like. I got my enjoyment out of it, so therefore it's mine and I don't really need to share that enjoyment with anybody else. Kind of like what you're feeling. Uh, yeah, I mean, and for me at least, part of it comes from, like, again, older generational thing. That, because when you were a kid growing up in the 90s watching video cassettes, I was, you know, a surly young man. And there was very much a an ethos of the time that there was a coolness, right? Like you couldn't show too much passion about a thing because it was just unseemly. And I still carry that somewhat. Mm. I mean, not that I like live my life by that structure or anything, but it, I, I still feel like people who uh, create a website about, you know, morale madness is no, that's, that's not for me. That, that squeaks me out a little bit. I think it's hilarious, <laughs> but, uh -huh. but it, it is also not 
I mean, there are fandoms about everything, and I think that those things sure. get bad reputations because, you know, th the nerds will have super terrible fights about weird esoteric minutia yep. in, in this, you know, whatever whatever thing that they're a fan of. And I'm not interested in that. You know, I, I, I like a thing for the reason I yeah. like it. I don't need to... To, to delve into to that madness that's that's crazy to me right like i i feel the same way where like i guess this is kind of a more real talk uh this yeah, is a yeah, real yeah. talk but episode of owls this some, time sometimes around. it goes places right yes right? yeah and so i want to you know like we said at the beginning of whenever we started this podcast this is just like us getting lunch together and talking about stuff so this is what's been on my mind because I saw the moral madness and I thought, wow, I really like appreciate this person's passion. I think it's silly, um, but I appreciate mm -hmm. it. And I also think it's it's cool that somebody like loves something so much and um, wanted to make a website about it, uh, which is fine. But I wouldn't I mean, I might because like for me, you see this as a sharing it with the world. I see this as a way for me to document my love and maybe somebody looks at it. I don't care. I'm not out. I mean, I'm sure Michigan Morel madness person wasn't thinking, Oh my God, I can't wait to get all the website hits and make a ton of fucking money and become super popular with my mushrooms. I think he's just like, I love it so much. And maybe somebody else would like to see my lamps, <laughs> you know, and I, I could get by that. And that's kind of how I've been approaching online stuff and i know dave you see me uh online you know twit twittering all ton but mm -hmm. a lot of times it's just me just like speaking to the void i feel like and that's fine for me like i'm not i don't hold a lot of i don't know what do you call it like a i don't put a lot of stake or or um emotional stuff to twitter like you see people mm -hmm. all the time which you, i know you roll your eyes we're like oh no i've lost five followers today i'm banning this person and i'm banning that person ban 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 or block 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 or whatever and it's just like who cares <laughs> like i see stuff all the time about people who are like i blocked so and so or so and so blocked me i'm like who gives a shit <laughs> it doesn't matter just go about your life uh -huh. anyway that was that that's my little side yeah. rant amber rant corner is what we call that well i don't know it's just i don't i've always feel the urge to say something online about that who cares if someone blocks you or why right. they blocked you or who you're blocking i never announce about blocks i don't look to see if somebody's blocked me it's just a social thing I don't want to be involved in. I'm here to put out pictures and talk about my games and look at the actual news sometimes. Right. The end. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about people's brains. And maybe I do. Maybe you just got a bunch of morels growing in their brains. Maybe. It's entirely be a possible. a good horror film. Yeah. Uh, I... Uh, I don't know. Twitter always strikes me as 10 million people like screaming for the other 10 million people's anonymous validation. And yeah, th that has that has no appeal to me whatsoever. I don't like when people. OK, P 
people can do what they want to do, right? Like, I just want to, again, say a lot of the times I'm not really judging anybody too harshly. <laughs> um, but I do think it's very strange when people say, I feel bad. Please send me pictures of happy things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I... I did it one time because I was in a really low place. I really just wanted to see people's stuff. But then mm-hmm. afterwards, I felt really weird about it. I didn't like that I asked for people's emotional labor to help make me feel better. People I don't even know. Right. But that's a social contract between other people and their followers. And if they want to do that, that's fine. But for me, it's like, I don't ever want to do that again. I didn't feel good. I didn't actually feel better after that. I felt weird. And I was like, yeah okay nope i'm i'm never doing that again so those are things on social media that really are strange to me there's a lot of things about it that i i i have a twitter i don't use it much it's not uncommon for me to open it and scroll through notifications and things but if i'm actually making tweets more than uh, oh maybe a couple times a week it just it feels like it's a burdensome thing for me and it's right. like, oh, I have to, I have to come up with something to say, and it's like, but also not anything that would be hurtful or anything that would um, send the wrong message or anything that would come across as snarky or like, oh god, mm-hmm. like, and like I say, I got enough to do. Yeah, I definitely have felt when I go to tweet something, yeah, it's like a lot of thought goes into it. And I don't really like it sometimes. I like, I just don't tweet. Cause it's like, if I'm not ready to tweet something, then I'm just, a, if I have any doubt in my mind, I just don't say anything. And then I move on. But there is definitely a pressure to make good things, I would say. But that's just for me for <sighs> geek spective reasons. <laughs> Where it's like, Unfortunately, we're making podcasts, and unfortunately, we have costs, and unfortunately, we need sponsorships, and unfortunately, if we want to keep this fun stuff going and make it sustainable, it requires me to talk about it online. I could just make a mushroom website. Let's just start making. You know what? I'm just gonna make. Forget a mushroom the podcast. Website. Forget all of it. Forget it. Just Forget mushrooms. it. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a GeoCities Angel Fire website. That is, no, I'm not going to do mushrooms. It's going to be something else. It's going to be knitting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All it is is knitting and just me touching yarn and just photos of yarn. I'll throw in some sheeps here and there. I mean, how is that possibly going to stand out from the other 10,000 Angel Fire knitting websites? It won't. And that's okay, fine. Cool. It's yeah. not for anybody else. It's for me. It's my website with my yarns and my needles and my spinning and my stuff. Mine. <laughs> but you can look at it if you like. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that's that's it. That's all I got for that. The mushrooms talk the website took us to a place I didn't think we would go. I don't know where I was going to go after showing you that website, but this is where we went. Anyway. I think it's interesting because those are uh, specifically the thoughts about social media, Twitter, and all that are things I think a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. It just, like, I, I wrestle with it a lot. Like um, participating you, in it or, like, yeah. coming to terms with your participation with it? Both of those things. 
when I participate, the number of times that I've participated and felt it, it felt genuine are vastly dwarfed by the num number of times I participate and it feels very wooden. And I don't like that. But also, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm doing it sort of out of an obligation rather than a, a desire. You want and it. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'm great with that either. So, you know, some of the people that I follow are, 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 are nice people and I know them in the real life. The people I don't know in real life, I, I'm not very interested in, but that's okay. Yeah, it's very weird. I I wrestle with a lot of... Actually, over the last three months, I've just... I think I've processed it, so I'm in a good place with it now. But it used to be a... I think social media has the horrible ability to make you feel like you're left out of things. Mm, mm -hmm. And left out of things that you necessarily don't even care about. Right, right. So it's like, oh, that. these people are doing a thing all together, and look at them being happy doing the thing all together. I wish I was there doing the thing with them, but really it's like I don't care about that thing, and I don't care about those people, so why do I feel this? Right, right. And a lot of it is based on past stuff of myself, like just feelings of like I don't really have friends or no one really likes me, and that's young Amber but old Amber is fine. Like she has good friends and she has close people that she cares about and she does things that makes her happy. And all it does is sometimes trigger these old 17 year old feelings. And I've had to deal with that over the past three months, especially because it's like I'm home all the time now and I have access to social media way more than I ever did. And I actually had to take Twitter off my phone for a while because it was too much of that feeling of, like, why am I not getting invited to X Discord th fun times or doing this? Or why can't I make friends? And I realize these are just internet people I don't really know or care about. So why do I feel these things? And when I got over that, I put Twitter back on my phone. I feel much better now about it. I realize where those feelings are coming from. And now it's like, eh, whatever. Like, you can't know people online. Like, pe like people you meet online over time like unless you spend actual time with them as people and not the personas that they're putting forth online you're not going to make those connections that actually ultimately feel good and are like you said not wooden so i had to take some time to figure that out because it's like it is i think more people who people who want to get into the world of internet living and being like internet personalities and stuff should all go to therapy before they even do it Mm -hmm. to learn how to separate out true validation versus flash in the pan validation. Yeah. I just don't think it, that if that's an aspiration, I don't think that that's a healthy aspiration. I think it's more and more becoming a goal for a lot of young people. Mm -hmm. I want to mm -hmm. be a YouTuber. I want to be a streamer because it's become a legitimate career. Like sort I've of. watched, I mean, tons, in the way of, that, I've watched that, tons of YouTubes. Yeah, like, in the way that like movie star is a, is a real career, but like yes. you know, for everybody who wants to do it, tiny tiny percentage actually sure. gets there. I would just say it's not an illegitimate career concept idea goal pursuit that people could have because you can, and obviously, like I have watched way more red letter media in the past month, and they're just people 
like making podcasts, making content, and their entertainment is still legitimate entertainment. Like I watch sure. it and I enjoy it. So they should get paid for it. So yes, it can be a career. It's just that it's the type of career now where you're so close to fans and so much of it is tied to stuff that it's like you should be go to therapy. There should be a whole like if you go down this career path, you need to go through X things to make sure that you are mentally healthy and well before having to deal with the public and people and what's real, what's not, what's wooden, what's genuine, that kind of stuff. Well, to me, that seems backwards. You know, if we decided that we wanted to start making funny videos about terrible, terrible movies from from back in the day, um, because we enjoy yeah. that as a that's a dynamic we have in our friendship. Fine. Great. And if we want to start making videos and posting those videos on YouTube, then cool. That's awesome. And if we can actually scratch out a living from that, that's even better. But I think when you come at it from the perspective of I want to be a YouTube guy or an influencer or whatever without that driving passion behind it, it doesn't matter what I do. I just want to be famous is like, I said, oh, that's yeah. the, that's troubling. I mean, if it's a passion yeah. of yours that like just kind of leads you to that. Great. Wonderful. And, and kudos to you for, for making your passion something that can pay the bills. Yeah. I think there's definitely a difference between, I haven't been doing anything content wise. I just want to do it for to be famous and to get money. Right. Then I started doing this. Oh shit. I enjoy it so much. I think I could make a career out of this. Okay. You think you could make a career out of this. Maybe you should think about how to take care of your brain. Right. As you go forward. Cause like, I think that's where we're like where I'm at at least where it's like, oh, I've been doing this for seven years now and I'm really passionate about the things I'm doing and I make some good connections. Huh. Maybe I could potentially try to make a career. Now, I'm still on the fence of whether I want to do it or not. So, right. And I think, and I'm just still just having fun. But I did go to therapy <laughs> prior to, mm -hmm. to doing it more seriously because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this whole deal if i get quote unquote fans or a following quote unquote it's a weird it's weird dave yeah it's a weird world i have conflicted feelings about it all the time i think about it like you do the end the end i don't want to talk about it anymore i'm done talking about this <laughs> knocks over my morel lamp <laughs> no I paid $500 for that. You did not. Those are not. No. You don't pay money for those. How much do you think a Morel lamp costs? It's stained glass. You have to pick Morels until you. It's it's like an achievement you unlock. Oh. If and I submit you... the most beautiful Morels to Morel Madness, mm -hmm. they gift me with a bequeath a lamp, lamp upon me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I see. I see. Some things can't be purchased with your money, Amber. Just hmm. my time and my effort and my blood, sweat, and tears and snake bites and bug bites and yes. being rained on and a cold <laughs> pneumonia. Bites. Have you ever been bitten by a snake? Um, in my dreams. <laughs> I, I dreamed that one day I might be bitten by a snake. I dreamt I got bitten by a snake. It latched onto my hand. 
I bet it hurts like a motherfucker. It hurt in my dream. Yeah. I have vivid dreams. One of these days I will. I, I'm I'm sure of it. There, there's a flower bed I have that is just snakes like it a lot. And one, one of these days I'm going to reach in there and get bitten. <laughs> While you're searching for mushrooms? Remember that no, time? No, just when I'm pulling weeds out of the... Oh, I see. But do you remember the time where you had a bunch of morels growing in your orchard area? Sure. Yeah, they, they still come back. This year I didn't get any, and I, I'm surprised, but most years I do see some, yeah. God damn it, Dave. Why aren't you calling me? Whatever you find one. I love morels. You're not driving to my house for four mushrooms. Uh, yes, I would. Okay. Are you fucking kidding me? I would. I will keep you close next spring. Next year, I want to go mushroom hunting. I want to hunt for them damn morels. They're delicious. I love them. I want more of them. I just never go any place because I don't like going leaving my house. <laughs> but if I had somebody say, come down, I found mushrooms for you, I would go, oh, hell yeah, I'll come find them. Okay. I'll come yeah. pick them. It's like an Easter egg hunt at that point. Yeah. yeah I found exactly. them. I know where they are. You have to find them. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know, it's very exciting, the hunt. Well, then I guess we should sign off. Well, if you would like to follow the show, you can do that. You On Twitter, we are at Bringing Owls. Now that we've talked about social media for 20 minutes. <laughs> if, if you want to follow the show, it's at Bringing Owls. Amber, do you, ha- do you have social media? I don't know that that came up. It's at Morel Madness on Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going to check that. But no, seriously, I'm at Rocket Orca. That's where I do my Twittering. Mostly just me promoting my own stuff or trying to or complaining about things. Talking about sleep. It's very exciting Twitter. You should check it out. Right. It, it sounds like, like high quality content constantly. Constant. Tweeting every hour on the hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I I also have Twitter. It's at Study Minotaur. I don't. Again, I don't use it much. It's usually just like beautifully lit vacation pics of me in, in various beaches around the world. Yeah, Dave's the the kind of Twitter that I follow, and like I I follow him because I know him. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't know him, I would mute or um, unfollow because it's just. It's very jealousy-inspiring yeah, content. Yeah, that, that was what my goal was. You really just wish you were Dave uh, on the beach mm-hmm. uh, with his Mai Tais and myriads of beautiful people surrounding and clapping yeah. for for him and <laughs> giving <laughs> clapping, him awards. Yes, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> giving yep. him awards and uh, money um, and swag. Gifts. Swag bags, yes. Yeah. Like... Apple devices that aren't released yet. Right, right, right. Um, that can find morel mushrooms instantly. It, it's got an app on it, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> it's the end of the show. Yeah. Bringing owls to Athens, everybody. It's over. This episode, that is. There'll be more coming. Okay, bye.
Hi, I'm Josh, and I run an actual play podcast that I'd like you to check out. I'm using the Godbound system, and I create a sandbox-style game in a large city called Moxery. All of the player characters are evil, and I think that this really creates an interesting narrative because... Nobody cares! I, Azriel, had to reconfigure reality to become the evil saint of Paylor. Now I plan to overthrow the government of Moxery and amass followers. Then I will become... You wouldn't know the first thing about reconfiguring reality. I did it, not you. I, Milana, want no part of your feeble plans. When my plan comes to fruition, all of Moxary will become my undead army. With them at my command... They have to be dead before they become undead. I'm going to silence this entire city and prove myself. Prove Gerlach worthy of the goddess of the void. No! Leave the monsters! I, Nuak Godslayer, will raise an army of monsters! They will overthrow our human leaders and live free! And I will be there! Well, oh, you quit your bickering and shut your faces! I, Brimstone, hear enough voices in my head without all of you talking over each other! All I want to do is kill the wizard Shalazar! It doesn't sound too difficult, does it? If I have my way, it will be! Check out Tales from Moxray or wherever you find your podcasts or geekspective.com.